Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained with your hosts, Karen Frazier and Rick Hale. It is Thursday night, and if you can hear our voices, you're exactly where you need to be. She is Karen Frazier. I am Rick Hale. This is Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Welcome. Karen. Rick. How are you? You know, I missed you last week. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we actually um, we came back a little bit early, and I was going to say, hey, you guys want me to come on, and then, you know, decided to have a date night with the missus, so it, oh, it all worked out. Oh, no. Yeah. And- you know, it was one of those shows because our guest canceled at the last minute. Yes, I had heard. And I those shows always just a little behind the scenes information for all of you listening here. Those scenes or those things always throw Cheryl and I into a panic. Cheryl, do they not panic us? Oh, they do. We do. I mean, you should. You know, <laughs> yeah. we sound so calm on the air. Oh dear, well our guest just canceled. Or oh well, we called and we can't get a hold of our guest or whatever. And they throw us into an absolute tizzy. But we sound really calm on the surface. And I've got to tell you, sometimes those shows wind up being some of my favorite shows, where we're just flying by the seat of our pants. And last week was one of those. It was a great show. Yeah, from what I understand, Chuck had his uh, daughter come on. Yeah, Rachel. We we Rachel. got the we we talked to the teen scene about what they thought about the paranormal, and then we also wound up having some pretty profound discussion at the end as well about um, spirits. And people in the chat room started asking us questions after we let Rachel go, and right. um, it just it it was a great show. I really enjoyed the show and was happy that it worked out that way. I mean, I'm sorry that our we, our guest missed us, but um, the good news is that our guest this week is not, and it's a guest I'm really excited about. Yeah, we tonight we um we welcome to the show psychic medium and co-founder of White Light Paranormal Seth Michael. So yeah. this should I'm um, really looking forward to this because one of the things that we're going to be talking about is a very controversial subject in in the parano- not, not only is it It's not controversial it, to me. <laughs> it's not controversial to you, but it is controversial to many. Yes. Um, it's true. not only is it controversial now, but it was also con- controversial 100 years ago when, when parapsychology was first, you know, in its infancy and that is uh rescuing spirits. Uh, yeah. and it's con- right. And it's controversial because do we really have a right to cross somebody over? You don't cross them over, they cross themselves over. Right, they cross themselves when over. It, when it's done with compassion, they, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, so, so I mean, and, I, and that, that was part of my struggle. As a matter of fact, um, I've known Seth for, oh gosh, I think two or three years, three years now. I think it's three years. Okay. Um, and when I first met him, I was in a very different place, and I was saying, well, I don't think that anybody has a right to do that. Who are we to interfere in the path of another? And I will tell you that Seth... Um, is one of the people that helped me to change my mind about that, but he's not the only one. I mean, there's been a lot of reasons that I decided to do that, including my experiences up at Wellington. But um, his team, White Light Paranormal, is an absolutely wonderful team, and they're doing some really, really meaningful and good work. You know, when people say there's a TV show where they would show up at somebody's door and they would say, hey, we're here to help, and I used to always think, how are you helping? Yeah. Well, this is a real concrete way that one team is helping. So we should have a great discussion tonight when we talk to Seth. We'll bring Absolutely. him on here in just a few minutes. 
Yeah, you know when it when it comes to um, I, you know, I've, of course I've never made it any uh, great secret that I am a big believer in mediums and using mediums as a uh, as a tool and also as a friend and team members in a paranormal group. But um, I really honestly don't know. Even though I've been in this field for over you know thirty years, I still don't know how I feel about rescuing spirits. I just. It's just one of those things I right. sit on the fence no, about. No, no, no. I understand. And that's Kimberly in, in chat just made a good point. She's a member of White, White Light as well. She said, we don't cross them, we guide them. And that's what I was trying to say is that it's not, it's, it's not hey, you go or right. else. It's a, it's a, look, let's work with you and find the reasons why you're here and um, why you might want to cross. And then yeah. you leave it up to them. Right. You know, one of the things that's always really interested me about, um, you know, reasons that that spirits are here. Um, I, I have I have never been a believer in that. Well, people don't know they're dead. That may work for the first six months or whatever that you're dead. <laughs> but after being in a place for, say, oh, 300 years and you see people, different people coming and sure. going. And if you are a fully conscious, fully purposeful and intelligent spirit, sooner or later, you're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. We actually so, talked about this last week because that was actually okay. a, com- a a question we got at the end mm-hmm. of the show. Right. And um, the way that I look at it is this. I think that spirits who are here as spirits and are not crossing over, there's a reason for it. And I believe it's because they don't have the recollection. I'm so sorry about my dogs. I don't know That's what's right. wrong with him. Anyway, they don't have the recollection of who they are. They don't remember. For some reason, they're not right now remembering who they really are. And what I look at my job when I go, and and I work with spirits and try to do this as well, is that I'm, I'm there to help remind them. Right, and I think that that's what's really important when you about being in, on, in a paranormal group or paranormal investigator working with a psychic or a medium or a clairvoyant, however you know whatever term you want to you want to brand it as, because then they can give you that proper perspective of who you're dealing with, what you're dealing with, and why you're dealing with it. But one of the things that I have found a couple of times while on investigations is that one of the reasons that spirits do stick around is because they're afraid of what comes next. That's actually been uh, one of the experiences and one of the things that I get told a lot. I did some bad things. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hell. And that's, that's actually one of the most common things that I hear. Not one of the most, but it's a, a very common thing that I hear. Right. And especially living in the Western world where we are dominated by a belief system that says if you do good and you're righteous and you love God, guess you you get to go to your final reward in heaven. But if you've done a bunch of stuff that's wrong, well, hey, man, you know, you're SOL. Yeah. Well, and so this is great because we're going to have a really good conversation with yes. Seth about that. And I'm looking forward to that. To tell you the first time I met Seth. And he can confirm this when he comes on. I was hiding in a back room at the Oregon Ghost Conference because mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed because I'm um, empathic. And there were, I'd been with people all weekend and I was exhausted. And I was also in a haunted hotel room. <laughs> so I was, And plus there was some spirit. I was trying to just get away from people so I could just sort of take a few minutes and refresh myself and get my shield back up and all of the things that I need to do to be in a large crowd of people for a long time. And 
and there was a spirit that was uh kept following me and was showing me his car and his house, his car and his house and in in walks Seth and he he's kind of asked me, well, why are you hiding back here and i and I hadn't met him other than to kind of you know our eyes met across the room kind of thing and um and I said, I'm just overwhelmed, and there's too many people, and there's too much stuff, and this guy won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> he just took care of that. It was it was great. <laughs> Sounds like a nightclub in the city of Chicago. Oh um, yeah, yep. so he he came. He right won't in leave me alone. He, yeah, he came right <laughs> in, and he was he was fantastic. So <laughs> yeah, so that and you know, in spite of that, he still talks to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go and you know it it only one only one one psychic really only under it's it's only a psychic who would understand why another one is hiding in a back room <laughs> yeah at a ghost conference <laughs> well especially in a haunted place it's like that go that spirit uh, ghost what 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 apparition whatever is going to be able to follow you around anywhere you go so i mean if you're in the bathroom like the thing that i posted on my facebook page uh, earlier in the day, ghosts ghosts can watch you poop, or yeah. ghosts are watching you poop. That's very much true. They can be anywhere at any time. They move at the speed of thought. They they do, and and all I was trying to do was just you know get a little breather. It was Sunday afternoon. I'd had my shields up for days, for three days, and I just was trying to get a little breather so I could get through the rest of the day. Right. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that was how he met me. Lucky guy. Well, you know, thankfully, Seth was there to help. But we're going to be talking uh, yes. about it tonight. We're going to be talking yes. about him tonight. So, good show. Okay, so uh, let's do this. Shall we take our break? Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Okay, we'll take our break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to Seth Michael. So, stick around, you guys. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We will be right back. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Do you want to keep up with what's going on at Paranormal Underground? Then tweet us on Twitter at ParanormalUG. Or follow us on Facebook at Paranormal Underground. Meet us on MySpace, Paranormal Underground. There's no need to be in the dark about what's going on at Paranormal Underground. Join us on your favorite social networking site today. It's Karen Frazier. I'm here with my co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio, Rick Hale. Hi, everyone. We invite you to join Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network to explore the unexplained every Thursday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific and other times in the flyover states. (laughs) Each week we talk with investigators in the field, researchers, authors, and experts about topics that include paranormal investigation, ufology, cryptozoology, and spirituality. So please join us each Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern for Paranormal Talk with great guests right here on HazyRadioNetwork.com. 
Hey, this is Karen Frazier, writer and radio host with Paranormal Underground. Since I wrote my book, Avalanche of Spirits, The Ghosts of Wellington in 2010, people have asked me what happened next. In my new book, Dancing with the Afterlife, a paranormal memoir, my Wellington story continues. Dancing with the Afterlife is more than the continuation of the Wellington story, however. It's also the story of a lifetime of afterlife research and paranormal encounters. What I've learned has changed my life, and it might change yours as well. To learn more about Dancing with the Afterlife or to read an excerpt from the book, visit DancingWithTheAfterlife.com. Thank you.
Hi, this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Hazy Radio Network, its affiliates, or sponsors. All, all shows are independently owned and broadcast for entertainment purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. We are your hosts, Karen and Rick. Uh, the song that we were listening to there during the break was Kevin McLeod's Sunshine. Um, I actually kind of like his music a lot, and I'm glad it's uh, it's so widely available. Tonight, joining oh, wait, us... Before we introduce Seth, we need to say the one that was at the top of the show, too. Oh, right. Tenpenny she... Joe, Caroline. There you go. All right. Now... Okay. Now, joining us tonight is going to be psychic medium and co-founder of White Light Paranormal, Seth Michael. Uh, Seth, welcome to the underground. Hi. Thanks, Rick. Seth, yeah, I've been really... Here. Good. Yeah, I've You're been quite really welcome. excited to have you come join us. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation tonight, and it is a you know we're going to be talking about things that that I think are really important. So you were listening at the top of the show, and you heard yeah. Rick mention that that spirit. Do you do you call it spirit rescue? Well, that's the old spiritualist term. We don't really call it that. We actually have our own term that we describe one of the services on our team, which is called the spiritual resolve. There you go. I like that better than than rescue. And definitely. Yeah. Do you do you agree with Rick that it's controversial? Yeah, definitely. Because there's it, it's not real understood yet. I think that's what it is. Because it it's um, I, I guess people would look at it like um, well, people have you know how they're there before I'm here. Why do I have the right to have them leave? Yeah, I've I used to mm. think of it that way. And that's really easy to understand it that way. Um, there's more to the story, though. So it all depends on when a connection is made with a spirit to find out their story. And then you go from there. And so I understand that, and that's I, I do the same thing, and I find out their story. And so yeah. you heard me mentioning that, that actually one of the ones is, hey, I, I was a bad person in life, or I did some bad things, I'm afraid I'm going to hell. And I actually find that to be one of the things I hear. Is that something common that you hear from time to time? or oh, yeah, what types of, one, what, yeah, go ahead. That's one of the top ones. I do this in my readings, too, because I do um, you know private readings. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a spirit that comes forward that I can tell that they have not crossed, which means they have more heavy emotions or some uh, more uncomfortable emotions that we would describe as human emotions or earth emotions, mm-hmm. um, anger, rage, disappointment, anything that's just not um, not quite at the level of just being okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see how else they share that. So they're more closely identified, the, the ones that haven't crossed in your, your readings that you do, they're more closely identified with their human form than their spirit form, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Sorry, I lost track for, for a second. So, no, that's okay. Uh, um, no. So, yeah, I do that, and um, they would come, oh, I don't know why I'm so nervous. I, I do, no. I'm on the air. I was going <laughs> to say, you have, a, you have a show, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's up. <laughs> <sighs> and just shake it off. It's All hard right. to be. It's hard to be the subject. Yeah, it's different. It, it is different. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Karen was a guest on mine once. I was. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely. Okay, so right. we were talking about um, 
about the spirit resolves and some of the reasons that you hear and and the I'm afraid I'm going to hell is is one of the big ones. Right. Correct. The other one is um I know Rick mentioned that you know the don't know that they're dead kind of thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that that is something that does happen pretty often because think of it like a lot of them when I connect I feel and see through their eyes like they're going through a dream state flashes of things they can hold conversations yet it's all linked together it's like past present future all in one it's not like linear like we right like we're experiencing right now from point a to point b it's kind of mixed together it's really hard to explain but but and it's really easy to lose track of oh okay i'm not dreaming this is i'm this is reality now yeah so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the past the present and the future i'll i'll they're they're experiencing all of that at one time, right? Just like a dream would. Gotcha. It's just really hard to pinpoint or put your finger on exactly what's going on. Okay. Okay. So when and you actually sent us three recordings that we'll we'll play in a little bit of yeah. your team doing some of this work. Um, right. But when I, I noticed in the recordings that a couple of you in each recording kind of say, "Oh, there they went." So yeah. <laughs> so. I have a way that I know. I'd like to know how you pick up that they've gone. It's an all-over-body thing. It's just like a whoosh. It's really cool. I think, and I, I kind of thought about it. I work with my guides, too, and I kind of mm-hmm. toss them, them out some questions and see what they say, and we talked about that. What am I feeling exactly? Mm-hmm. And um, the answer I got, actually, I talked to another medium about it, we believe it's we're feeling what they're feeling because okay. we're connected with them, um, I guess you could say emotionally at that point, mm-hmm. energy, vibration, whatever you want to call it, there's a connection. So because um, in order to pretty much know what they're feeling, um, it's important to kind of experience it a little bit with them, I think. I sure. Mean, that's right. the empath part. Yeah. Whoever is you know, highly empathic, they're just going to automatically get that. Like, whoa, this person is very upset. This yeah. person is very sad. And then when you get to the psychic part, you get in more in depth into the details, why they're sad, what exactly happened. So, um, so, so then when they cross, and you know, in the light thing, um, I don't, we can create a light, but all of it, all it is is just visualizing it and you can open it. Right. Um, okay. Because we're, it's just our thoughts that are, are, you know, we can do things, obviously, because spirits can. Right. Um, by without having skin or flesh or a voice box, and they can do all this cool stuff on equipment. So why couldn't we do that with our minds? And that's sure. how that's how we do um, are able to make influence in that realm with thoughts. This is right. cool, and I forgot to say everything that I say. It's all my beliefs and experiences, and my right. my hundred percent truths. Okay. So. I just want to, I want to make that clear too. <laughs> well, it's different from person to person, absolutely. Exactly. Right. And I think it all has to do with our development, where we're supposed to be in life. Mm-hmm. We're all at different places. So somebody who's not going to be at the place that I am, they're going to believe something totally different. And that's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I see it as I, I can actually see in my mind when I'm talking to them, uh-huh. there's always a doorway there. Okay. And it has blue light coming out from behind. I don't know why blue, but that's what I see. And I can see how far away from or how close they are to that door. Wow, that's pretty cool. 
yeah, and then I just talked to him about the, you know, uh, I mean, I talked to them about a lot of things, but I, I ultimately talked to them about the door. And so I can actually see when they walk through the door. So that's how I see it. So a little different. I don't, I, I, yeah. I don't get the whoosh, but maybe I'll see if I can, because that sounds cool. <laughs> so, it Seth. Is cool, but you can feel it in the room, too. Yeah. I mean, a lot, every client has felt it. Whoever was there has felt a difference between yeah. the extreme heaviness that yeah. maybe one spirit would have, and then the whole thing shifts because they shifted. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, the energy changes. Really like, yeah, exactly. The energy changes. Um, the light, I was going to tell you. So, um, we don't have to do that, though. What happens is uh, what I found, um, talking to a, a spirit, and then they would start to get into a place where they're dropping their stuff. They're just letting go of the stuff they don't need anymore, the, the emotions, the uncomfortability, whatever happened. They're finally being able to, to wait a minute. You know, reality is I don't have to hold on to this, and they see it themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know why sure. it's a light. I don't, I, I don't know. I think it has to do with... Uh, energy, vibration, something. I don't know why it's depicted as that, but that's what most people see it as. And then they just they just decide to go. It's an all-choice and free will, and there are some that don't choose to go, and that's fine, too, as long as they know they have an option. That's, right. that's what we're about. Just right. making sure everybody knows here, you know, that nobody has to do anything here. <laughs> <laughs> now, Seth, how did you come about um, knowing that you have these gifts, personally, I believe that that these gifts run in families, and there must be a bio, there must be a biological or chemical component involved here in this somehow. Does it, is this something that runs in your family, or are you the only person that you know of? And how did you come about knowing all this? I didn't know that we couldn't have it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a I good way of going around. Everybody was able to. Okay. And right. when I found out I couldn't, I was told it was imagination. Right. So, okay. um, so really, mom didn't squash it. I mean, she even she said, you know, these are um, your imaginary friends, and and she set a place at the table for one of them. Um, this oh, I still remember him too. He was that house that we that I grew up in first had was a lot of spirits in there, um, mostly pretty good. But there were some in the basement that weren't so good. So I got the difference already then of how the different spirits can emanate, emanate different emotions or uh, energies. So this, this particular guy, was, I called him Mr. McGovernment, and he was just like an old grandfather type. And they would come and go. And then, you know, I told Mom, and she said, well, I'll set a place at the table for him. Oh, that's uh, fantastic that your mom did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least she didn't squash it and say there's no, she didn't really say there's no such thing, but she didn't say that there was. She just said, this is your experience, and we're honoring that. Right. Um, now, what was your other question? Well, when did was, you... Um... Well, the family thing. Yeah, yes. you know what's interesting is I have um, other five of us, and um, I'm the only one that has it to this degree. Okay. And, but I have, but my father, I'm the only one that had a certain father, because all the rest are happy. Oh. Oh, I see. So, okay. And I didn't know much about him, um, but I do believe I had a visit from him. He left when I was three. He's this little Serbian guy, and he came to America, and he you know, married my mom, and he goes, oh, you know what, that's not my kid, which, of course, it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. I totally look like him. <laughs> and plus, my mom, you know, was very loyal. She wouldn't, she wouldn't screw around or anything. Right. Um, so, so 
I found him when I was about 30-something. I, I actually looked him up, and I went to his apartment. I knocked on his door, and there he was. I said, I don't know if you remember me, but I was about this big when you left. And he goes, oh, and he was like 80, I don't know, 85, 87, something like that. And he goes, oh, let me take down your information. Yes, I do remember you. So we had like a two-hour conversation outside, which was odd. It was freezing. It's in Wisconsin. And um, he said it was too messy inside. So I don't know what exactly was going on. But he said he was a, a very famous psychologist at that point. So I knew he, something was up with his um, brain functions, the mm-hmm. things that he was telling me. Yeah. Um, but I could also feel him, it was like an intrusive feeling in my head. It, like he was picking out things. And I, I can't prove it. It just felt like he, it, like he was choosing certain things to say about my mom, almost so like I would turn against her. Huh. And, and I'm like, wow. So I, I think maybe he has it too, but he uses it a totally different way. So Interesting. I call, him, I call him Darth Vader. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and I was wondering, when, when is this guy going to die? Because I kept looking for his obits. Um, just out of curiosity. And um, I never found it, but he showed up. It was a couple of years ago in spirit form, I think. I experienced the same energy I had when I met him. And um, he was talking to me, and like, and I could feel this. It was this ego type of feeling. So it wasn't mm-hmm. really distress or anything yeah. like that. It was just that he was okay on his own, and he didn't. And he wanted more like a power feeling. So I said, "What about going to the light?" And he goes, "I am the light." I said, "You know what? <laughs> just hold on that. You know, just I don't want you around me for a while. <laughs> and then when you do want to talk, really talk, then we can talk." And he's come around maybe one more time after that, and that's it. Interesting. Wow, that's quite a story. So I have a question from Frank in chat. And he wants to know if you have ever encountered a demonic spirit, and he has that in quotes, trying to cross over. (laughs) Oh, trying to cross over? Yeah. Demons trying to cross over? Hmm. Yeah. Or have you ever... Yeah, or have you ever tried to cross over something that turned out to be a demonic spirit? I don't really... Anything that I feel is beyond me, I ask for help. Because I I don't work alone. I work with, I believe, um, angels. I believe spirit guides. Those are the ones that I call on for assistance. Because I'm... Yeah, there's stuff that's way beyond what I can do as a human. I can talk to spirits. I can connect with them. I can connect with um, in um, the interdimensional, but I don't feel like I'm. Let's see. Yeah, that's way beyond me. Sure. <laughs> I do believe I have encountered some things that could be considered um, demons. Okay. Unbelievable. So. Interesting. I mean, that's, the last one that I dealt with were three of them in one place. is my old girlfriend's house that um, w- when we met, too, I said, somebody, she goes, I'm having something going on in my house. And I said, well, somebody did a Ouija board in there upstairs in a closet because there's these three things there. And she goes, she goes, no, no, I don't think so. Then she talked to her girls, and the girls' boys' friends have been there, were there, did that in the closet. They got all drunk mm-hmm. and see what they could call up. So um, that was quite an ordeal for me because her house was in a state that 
um, it was kind of trashed by the kids, the you know, the boys. So she hadn't had a chance to get it all fixed, and she didn't want me to bring in anyone to see that. So I pretty much dealt with it on my own. There was, um, like, going into my dreams. There was uh, um, growling mm. uh, marbles. Mm. That This was the first time I, like, had so much activity outside of my mind's eye. I was, we were both hearing marbles being dropped and rolled. And it was, mm. it was, uh, 1.2, I, I, I said, oh, no, this isn't going to go on. And I hear, ho, ho, ho. Um, it, it, I was like, whoa. And the, oh, yeah, and the radio turned on, but it wasn't plugged in. And then mm. we went, I went into the room, and it was that one bedroom. And I went in there, and my whole hackles went up. It's this feeling like, get the hell out of here now, that kind of feeling. Yeah. It's just a real creepy, strange feeling. And it's different for me when I connect with a human. Even if the human was um, really, really a terrible kind of person, it's a different feeling. And it's right. really hard to explain. There's like not, not any memories. Any it is different. Yeah, it yeah. is different. And mm-hmm. and it's it's I I think that um not just necessarily demonic things, but there are spirits that have not incarnated as humans and they right. don't understand the human experience and therefore because we are in the human experience, we can't yeah. relate to them in that way. Right. And it does I feel agree. very different. And they're not all bad. No. Um, they're not no. all, you know, terrible they're different. Um, intense. Yes, and ter- it, it, they are different. This, mm-hmm. uh, um, this though, I could feel was like not. I mean, this isn't like um, we'll go on a case and I'll see what tell people are telling me that may be elementals. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just real benign. They're just mm-hmm. running through the house like, wow, did you guys see that gnome? They're like, oh, brother, Seth's seeing gnomes again. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know about elementals until I started just seeing all these things, and now I'm starting to research. The people have seen them, too, and there's names for them. <laughs> right. Um, the yeah. Very, very different, though. This was, like, hardcore. This was, um, yeah. I've experienced really little fractions of this type, but not yeah. three in a row. So um, so I just kept at it. I, I tell everybody it took about three months. It probably took up a couple of weeks, but it just felt like forever. Because that was a place where I was supposed to be able to just relax, be vulnerable, and not attacked. So in order to, to live in that situation is, right. is a little different than going into a situation that you don't live in. So it, so it can totally, you know, totally identify with our clients. Yeah. Also, we have not come across anything like I had yet in any of Good. the cases. Good. So, yeah. But when we were all done, it finally got out. I just kept, I, I found this video on YouTube, and I played it in that room. And then it started to get a little bit easier feeling, a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, oh, yeah, I want to tell you, too, before I tell you how it all ended, is that um, when I went in there, there was this little kid. And it, the feeling didn't match what I saw. And I said, you know, ask the name. And, and they said, said his name. I forgot what it was. Third grade, 13, a 503 number. And, and I'm from Wisconsin, so I didn't know that was Portland. I had no idea. Right. And then they had all these threes. So we called the number. She, he said he was a missing kid. And his mom is worried about him. So we called the number he gave us. And the guy answered. He said, well, I just got this number. So I don't know who had it before. I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. And um, so then um, my girlfriend, Josie, goes, well, why don't you come out? Because he couldn't come out of the room. 
and I didn't understand why yet. And uh, she said, you can come out of the room, you know, if you're, you can play with the dogs. So we, we left, and then when I was gone, I was like, Jill, you know what those were? <laughs> that was not a little kid. <laughs> it just yeah. clicked. It's just like, wait a minute. Um, you know, and I was still, because I, I was trying to process, I was trying to keep up with her saying, um, as an empath, too, I'm a little slow. Sometimes I just need a second for it to right. all settle in. Right. Because I'm feeling it first, and then i got to try to process what the hell am I feeling. <laughs> right. So um, let's see what happened. Okay, we went, and then she took pictures. And everywhere I was looking, um, there would be those people, you know, very against orbs sometimes. Um, people are not really, you know, they, they think it's dust. or And it could have been, but it's interesting because it was all the time wherever I was looking and I wasn't moving to kick up anything. I was just looking in that direction. Mm. So and then and this one I said, Okay, smile real big and then um we got these little um anomalies or whatever with little smile one had a big smile face on it. Oh weird. I don't know if it was matrixing or what. But it it was just really all compelling like everything and there's stuff I'm not mentioning right now, but all together it was incredible. And I'm really glad it was over, because <laughs> um, so so finally finally it just tapered off and was done. And then Jill, she goes, "Wow, I'm so glad, you know, that it's it's so much better in here now." She goes, "We should put a team together." I'm like, "What? <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> that was really hard to go through, but it clicked. I mean, it really. I I didn't say, oh, I really want to, you know, be a um, a medium." on a team someday. I never really thought of it that way. Just, um, it felt right. It was like, okay, uh, it clicked. So I just went from there. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't going to be just mediums. We needed, um, I needed investigators on it too so that we could have um, the element of everything right there. So we have um, really passionate investigators that are very sensitive as well. And then, then the client gets both. They get, whoa, the medium saw what I saw, and the um, investigators picked up the EVPs of things I've heard so that they get all kinds of allegations. That's nice. And yeah, and I, I admire the way your team does it. And you have quite a few mediums on your team. Yeah, You're not the only. Five. Yeah. Um, five altogether. We may have six at some point again. Um, because we have, okay, so we have a couple already designated for different roles. Mm-hmm. One is designated, her name is Tina, and she is designated for the walk-in, or the um, walk-through. So when we first hear from a case, let's say that it's not, if it's real urgent, if somebody's calling crying, then Kristen calls me to call them right away. Then mm-hmm. I'll work with them about getting the fear level lower. Right. Because if it's doing that, then it, uh, whatever it is, sometimes, well, it kicks up more energy and then, you know, in turn seems to make the entity more powerful, seems to be. Right. Um, that that uh, more things happen. <laughs> right. Well, that's right. it. When you, that, and we tell that to our clients, too. When you're afraid, you're giving it energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's got more to use. Well, I just and think then, it's a. Uh, think it, oh, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Seth. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just saying. Um, at that point, too, I can connect with the person. I'll tell them exactly what I see, um, and then you know, and I'll say, "See if this resonates." And I see that a guy um, about this, you know, this tall. He he 
um, age, I'll give him how I passed on, whatever I get, whatever I get from him. And then, hey, he's really angry, or he thinks, you know, you're somebody else. We've had that, where um, an entity would think that that's his wife right. um, that he abused in the past. So he's very okay. controlling. So this person, this client, would feel eyes on her, you know, back of her neck all the time, or would feel like, oh, she's trying to go away, and she feels like pushed back. Whatever she's trying to do, she's feeling held down from doing it. So um, that was just one little example. Um, so if it's not real hardcore like that, then the plan is that Kristen talks to them, then we have an interviewer, Jill, the, um, my girlfriend I was talking about. So she'll go with Kristen. Kristen does a baseline reading. She's a Christ, um, director of investigations and um, case manager. So she'll, she'll do all the um, baseline readings and check out the situation, and Jill will do the interview. So when they go, they already have some pre-impressions. We don't know a thing, and that's how I like it the best. Mm. Um, so, so we're clear. We don't want it to be our memory. We're, I mean, we're serious about this. We really right. want to make sure we're you know, getting exactly what's going on there. Right. I do, don't like being the only medium for something like this either because there might be stuff I'm not going to get. There yeah. might be a spirit that's going to want to go to, say, you know, Kimberly or Dina rather than me. The one right. connect with them, so it's it's all kinds of different options and all kinds of different looks. And there's so many layers to paranormal things. There's the pet, the way way past. There's the past. There's a something that could be going on at the very exact same time, at, the, at you know that entity. There's just so many different elements that could be with each case. So sure. it's it's great to have you know different pairs of eyes in that realm. Yeah. We'll uh, go, so they'll go there, and um, Kristen will read their pre-impressions that, say, I and a couple other mediums got. Then, right after that, um, Dina comes in. So she knows nothing. The client can obviously see that, you know, how could, we couldn't have gotten anything. We didn't talk to them. The, Dina didn't talk to them. She walks in. She'll, she'll tell everything that's going on, and she'll get, she's like, perfect with all kinds of different activity she she knows exactly pinpoint <laughs> and um where where i will get stuff that people can't verify then all the time i mean i get mm -hmm. a lot that you do but um i'll get stuff that um it'll click later like um this one case i kept seeing these model boats and then later they found the model boats or um just all kinds of you know each of us have our like our own little um the specialities or whatever. Right. Specialties. They're specialists. Yeah, specialists. So, so Dina, she's a specialist with just getting the overall picture right away. Like, boom. So she does that. Then, um, then after that, we'll have the investigators go with, uh, we have an investigator medium, Tina. And she is awesome. I tried investigations, and I just I wasn't a fit because I'm not patient enough. I'm not mm -hmm. as much as an observer medium as I am a, um, wanting to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And once I connect with them, it's hard for me to just go, how you doing? Oh, well, you know, I'm a really shitty existence over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm right. Go, well, let's talk about this. <laughs> right. No, I <laughs> See get it. See what can be done about this. <laughs> yeah. Tina's, and Tina will do that too. If there's something going on where she feels, okay, we need to you know, do another step. 
then then she can do that because she's she's um well lack of a better term rescue medium as well she knows how to do all that um the the goal though for that night is to pretty much observe i do like a medium there too though so because the girls um the investigators they'll get oh i'm feeling this and i'm feeling that it's really good to be able to have details too though just in case the spirit is getting really upset about something that you just said and you know she can help she can help um with that connection, then the investigators can go in a different way and still get all the evidence they can possibly get, but not rile up the spirit. And that's right. something our team would never do. It's never our intent. You know, we're just, hey, we're just coming in with, you know, nothing but love and compassion and respect. And that's, that's what we, the very first thing we usually say. Right. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a question from Frank and Chad. Another question from Frank, and it, it goes in with the investigation, uh, the investigative part. Um, he wants to know how much electronic equipment, if any, does your team use? Kristen uses her her um, investigation. She uses the regular stuff: uh, mel meters, K two meter, laser pointer grid things. DVRs, just the regular you would you would think. Um what else am I oh digital recorders of course, cameras, all the all the bells and whistles they have. They even have a Faraday bag. I don't even know if she knows I know that. I know she said it, but I don't know if she knows I really um listen. if you pay attention. Yes, a Faraday bag for the uh, spirit box. And they yeah, they think you don't pay attention. Yep. I've heard them. I've heard them talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so um, Elaine wants to know. Just a second, I have to scroll up to see it. I know. How does the investigative <laughs> side of your team work with the psychic side of your team? How does it work? Um, it just combines. Like, our slogan is empowering people and guiding spirits. And for every side of what we do, that's what, that's our goal. Mm-hmm. So it just it just kind of melds together. I, I don't know exactly how to explain it. it. I think the investigators we have right now with um, Tina as the investigator medium, it's just a perfect union because they're, they're just, they have a great understanding with each other. Mm-hmm. And Tina knows just enough to let them still use their abilities, um, and she'll pipe in when she when she needs to. Um, and and then plus the investigators really you know respect her, so it's a it's a great working relationship. And um, yeah, I think that that is key for working. You have to have that when you're working with the medium and when you're investigating. Yeah, right. you have a great team. You really do. So thank you, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, really really blessed. And then for the longest time, Kristen and I argued about um, about this one. I would say, no, Kristen, we are spiritually ran. She's like, really? Well, I wish your spirit guys would start doing some of this paperwork, um, <laughs> you know, this, this, and this. <laughs> I don't see them jumping in and doing a lot of the work. And then Tracy comes along, that's her cousin, and she goes, do you mean spiritually led and human run? <laughs> like, yes, that's what I mean. <laughs> there you go. It almost feels like our team has, like, it's, it's like its own spirit guides. <laughs> you, guys have, you guys have a really good synergy among you. You do. Thank you. I agree. I yeah. agree. We're, we're all really good, good fit. That's and good. And we all respect each other and uh, 
if we ever have a problem, we go to the person. So I really like like that. It's got a real open feel to it. Our team does. Yeah. Real loving. So. Um, Seth, we have another uh, uh, question from the chat. It is uh, from Dave King, uh, WSGS. And his question is, can the spirits even see the electronic equipment? What's their perspective? Well, <laughs> I'm just kind of I'm processing, too. But he's, he's, his team is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he, he was on our show as well. They do... They they connect with a lot of spirits that have crossed. And, and you're talking they, the Washington State Ghost Society, right? Yeah. Yeah. Their and their research has been incredible too. It, it's been it's been awesome. So can they? Because I know he's asked the uh, spirits that before. In my perception, with the ones I've worked with, some of them can and some of them do not. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's it been my experience too. They are. Really? Okay, yeah. And yeah. they don't always know how to work it. And sometimes it freaks them out a little. Yeah, I guess it would depend. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of the more, I, I've noticed, I actually had a, an experience where somebody was using a laser grid. And um, I was in a different area and doing a ghost box section. And the spirits actually asked me through the ghost box session to ask them to turn the lights off because it was scaring them. Mm. And so we, we wow. did, and they turned off the lights, and I came back, and I said, okay, the lights are off, and the ghost box said, thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool, wow. Karen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so I have, uh, your stalker Elaine has given me a bunch of questions on Facebook, so. <laughs> um, what suggestion do you have for someone that may have woken up suddenly psychic? I like that. That should be like a, a TV series, Suddenly Psychic. <laughs> that is a good name for it, and that does happen. A lot of times it will happen with uh, uh, near-death experiences where before mm-hmm. they didn't have, didn't feel they had a psychic bone in their body. Now they're right. waking up a full-blown medium. <laughs> or they so, always had um, it. Yeah. Well, I think everybody does have it. And the degree depends, I think, on maybe our own consciousness. Sure. You know? Sure. So, oh, well, what I would suggest is uh, research, probably, and find somebody that has done it for a while, and not just yeah. one, but several people, because I, I think, um, you know, different inputs are important. And yes. I would suggest that, like, not just pick one teacher, but several, so that, you know, just keep going to what resonates with you. Right, right. And you guys actually teach classes, don't you, Seth? We're we're working on those. Yeah, kind of. It's kind of taking me a while because other things keep jumping in in my way. But that is the plan. I, I do. I have them private mentorships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I we do plan at least Kimberly, uh, Aurora, and I do plan to put something on soon. Well, I think I think that that's a good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're going to start with the basic mediumship stuff, and safety is really important. And then you can get, you know, protection because yeah. you can be in a place. It raising—it's hard to explain how it works, but the raising the vibrations from the different emotions to kind of mm-hmm. keep us on even keel as much as possible, and a place where we're feeling like no matter what, everything's okay, kind of thing. Yeah, that's raising the vibration, and right. that's number one a protection. Like you don't have to constantly visualize that, constantly think about it. It's just a, it's just a 
constant state of protection, and you'll know if somebody, you know, something or, or you know, something's wavering it. You'll just automatically know. Well, that's what happened when I was hiding in the back room and you came in as mine had crashed. Yes, exactly. And you came in and did whatever you did and made it all better. Yeah, I don't even remember what I did. (laughs) I don't remember what you did either, but whatever it was, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) And that works a lot if you just let the spirits know. Hey, you know, I don't know if you if you know this, but your energy is really freaking me out right now. Could you please <laughs> back your energy off a little bit? And yeah. then, um, because you would do that with a person, right? Like if a person came in and just yeah. started looking at you right in the face, three inches away from your face, like this is not cool. <laughs> yeah, get out of my get out of my personal yeah. space. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not telling any you know anybody what to do. It's not it's not impeding anybody's spiritual rights. It's about keeping our boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And healthy boundaries are are definitely important. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's do this, Seth, because we're right at the top of the hour. Let's take our break. When we come back, you have sent a few recordings of Spirit Crossings, and we want to talk yeah. about that. Excellent. All right, so here's what we're going to do then, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Seth Michael from White Light Paranormal down in the Portland area, Portland, Oregon, uh, Vancouver, Washington area. So stick around. Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network. We'll be right back. Hi, Chuck G. Come join me on my new show called In the Dark Radio. From topics such as ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, and more, this is a show you don't want to miss. So stay tuned right here on the Hazy Network from 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern, right after Paranormal Underground. And let's keep the radio rolling. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine. And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Visit us today at ParanormalUnderground.net and get a 12-month digital subscription for 15% off the cover price. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
this is Hazy, and you're listening to the Hazy Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio at hazyradio.com. Uh, the song that we heard before we came back was Angels to Guard You by Kendra Springer. So very nice, uh, very nice, mellow kind of music. Appropriate. It seems appropriate. Very appropriate, yes. Yes, apropos. So for the first segment, we have been speaking to Seth Michael, Psychic Medium, and uh, it's been a really fascinating conversation. So thank you so much, Seth, for sticking around for another segment. Thank you very much. I feel like now, been, I think I've been talking nonstop. That's good. <laughs> that's that makes it makes our job so much easier. I want to tell you, I'm really passionate about this whole process, yes. just the whole yes. thing about it. Yes, you are, and I think yeah. you heard me mention at the top of the show that you were one of the people that helped to change my mind about crossing spirits and helping yeah. and 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 working in that direction. You know, that and a few experiences where it sort of happened accidentally. As a matter of fact, the one I write about in Dancing with the Afterlife, about where, where it really happened um, just totally organically, you contacted me, I think it was on Facebook, after you heard about it, and you were like, oh, I'm so glad you had that experience. Now do you see what I said? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, in, in, until somebody lets himself experience it for themselves, they're ready mm-hmm. for it, whatever, it's, mm-hmm. it is it is difficult to understand. It is. I understand it, that. I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> but you have some recordings that you supplied us that we're going to play, and you feel that this can help people maybe sort of understand a little more, right? Right. If you're looking for proof, though, um, there's no proof. There's no EVP. Right. we got tons of EVPs. This isn't anything that particularly has any. Uh, this is just the um, part of the process. Um, so let's see, which one we're going to start with, and I'll just set up the story quick. So which one, Cheryl? How about if we start with um, the little boy crossing? Okay. The little boy was at this case where there was a a guy. Well, I can say his name. He's a spirit. Um, and I say it on the tape. So his name is Don because I mentioned him. Um, he had lived at this one property. And when um, I was talking to the client, I kept seeing all these booze bottles. And she's like, yeah, actually, he, you know, there was a lot. They found, like, hundreds, she said, empty boost bottles buried on the mm. property. And mm. apparently he'd, he'd been in a lot of um, a lot of drinking and women. And when, when I went there and I was connecting with him and I talked to him and we started getting real serious, I kept seeing all these images of naked chicks, these naked ladies. And I'm like, look, dude, I know you're showing me boobs because you're trying to avoid... <laughs> the real story, the real stuff of what's going on. This is your escapism. So, because um, it was uncomfortable at first, but I understood why. And he wasn't happy with other spirits being in the house either. He didn't want anyone to live in his house, but he did. He was happy that we were helping the other ones out of the house. <laughs> so that's mentioned, too, at the end of this clip. So this is the clip. One of the, one of the um, spirits that were there, we all experienced, was a little boy. And we were talking to him, and uh, I think what I, his mom, oh, we couldn't, I could not find his mom, wasn't anywhere around, so I asked my guides, and then his mom showed up, because she had been looking for him, and he'd been looking for her. She was at a different location, still in the earthbound state, because couldn't, she couldn't find him. Uh-huh. So, um, 
I'll tell you. I think Kristen is on it too. On the, okay. On the tape, but go ahead. Okay. She's here. Do they see each other? I'm here. Where have you been? I hear happy. I feel happy too. Oh, yeah. So, Whoa. Like a sense of finding. They just crossed. <laughs> That's all they needed. <laughs> oh. Sweet. <laughs> I think they cry right away when that happened. That- <laughs> That's awesome feeling. Makes me a little shaky right now too. I think I'll go for God say thank you, Jesus. Now get rid of the rest. So what was it? What was it that they needed that that made him go? That one was the mom. He just need. He just saw okay. his mom, and then he could go. Okay. There was another kid. It was another experience. Uh, Elaine was with me in this one, where um, th- there was a little kid that was kind of just hanging out because felt comfortable there. Um, and then I saw like an angelic presence. And right when he took her hand, he gone, gone to light. It was wow. um, it was amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Yeah. I can't even explain. It's like a rush of love. Yeah. I guess is the best way I can explain the way it feels. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that pretty was intense. Like benign. He w- he was like a sadness, but it was like a lost kind of benign feeling. Yeah. Okay, what's what's the next one, Cheryl? The next one is called Woman Crossing. This is a recent case, and this had to do with a lady who um, the woman. Okay, the client moved in, and she's a family, you know, a couple kids, a new baby, a husband. And she's a working mom. When she had the kid there, though, she started to feel like she didn't want to leave her room. She started to feel like there was somebody watching her all the time. There, there were a lot of different, um, different. Just this, um, she saw shadows of a woman over the crib of her baby's bed that was in that same bedroom. Oh, and over by the window and over. Yeah, and she could. As a mom, I wouldn't like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it started to feel like attachment to her. She, she, um, you know, started to feel really depressed. She was saying things and doing things she wouldn't normally do. Didn't not want to go to work, which was not like her at all. So when I went in and I went to this room, as the first thing I saw was this lady sitting on the chair. Um, and then the other medium um, that was with me at the time, Kimberly, she's definitely on the recording. She's going to be talking about... Um, well, this is, okay, this is when the lady just started to get to the point where she's starting to let go, and I didn't know what to say. Like, it's that point sometimes where I get where, okay, don't really know what to say, but there's one more thing that can be said that they're going to understand. And when, right. when I get to that point, I always ask, hey, guide, I need something, or I'm just waiting for it, and it'll pop in on what to say. Right. And um, for that, it was like, remember who you were, or remember who you are, that kind of thing. Okay. So that's what this is going on now. Okay. And you can release all that pain in your own body if you vibrate higher. Vibrate higher means to also acknowledge that you're not you're not completely just human. You're more you're you're a being. You're a spiritual being. And you're very free. You can do so many things that we're not able to do yet because we're still in the flesh. We're still learning. <laughs> and you're on a different level now. Try to remember who you were. Remember that glimmer that you had of yourself and who your true self is. And once you get that, you're going to know exactly what to do. Well, oh, somebody just left. 
Yeah, I think it was her. Yeah, yeah. It, just as you said there that, I had thought that we that, that the oh, room would look. Feel the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can breathe. Yeah. Look light right oh, here, gosh. as if she understood that she would have more power outside this room. She found she found a path out of here. That's pretty cool. It's a cool experience to be able to do that. Yeah. And some of them don't go too because they're afraid that if they go, they won't. They're protecting. They feel right. like they're protecting, um, or they can't come back. And we let them know right away. Hey, as far as we know, you can come back right away. All it is right. is a spiritual shower. It's just right. letting go and finally getting your whole, like everything is complete. You get all yeah. the answers to your questions. You don't feel all the human pain anymore. You can let go. You can right. be everything and a part of everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, um, so when they understand that, then they're like, whoa, why didn't I do it earlier? <laughs> right. Now, and these are these are all things that are happening fairly quickly, and sometimes it doesn't happen that quickly, correct? Um, right. The, the, the Don, Don, one I was talking about, that took a long time. That took like an hour. Yeah. Um, because I took him back in his, usually we could just go back to the childhood. I'll get a flash. Oh, you remember being at the player piano with your mom? Remember how happy that was? Or, you know, take him into that place of happiness. This guy had nothing. He, all the way from birth on was just not fun it oh. was um an that's why he drank feeling neglect, what i said that's why he drank yeah i think yeah. You know, he was in, in neglected um, yeah and, oh. and i think some of that's the past bad. i i understood why he you know was doing the the um the sex addict thing too yeah and i think he missed love from a woman cause yeah it felt like his mom paid attention more to the other kids Right. Um, just from what what I got and everything, and even so, then I had to take him back to a past life. Um, oh. Then he started to find the little glimmer of love. Once they get into that place in themselves, they remember that that's a, that's what they become. Okay. Okay. So that, that that's makes why sense. Yeah. Then their vibration yeah. will match. That's why the light appears seems to appear even though it's there all the time. Right. Okay, and we have one more. Okay. And you want to set up the last one? Do you need Cheryl to tell you what it is? No, I know what this one is. And it's, it's, I like get so nervous whenever I see a lady in white or a girl named Sarah because that's like every, (laughs) like everybody gets Sarah and the lady (laughs) in white. But this happened Mm -hmm. to be a Sarah. She wasn't wearing white. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I get that, oh, no, I see a lady in white. I don't want to say it. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm sensing a lady in white. Yeah, I know. Everybody's got a lady in white. (laughs) Sarah was, um, there was an entity in the hallway that was sort of holding her in, um, having to do with a, um, they didn't know each other in life, as far as I remember, and um, he, it was just her, his attitude reminded her of what she was living with um, in her life, having to do with a male. So these two spirits were compatible, doing the same patterns that they did in lives. And I think that's why they ended up in the same location. Okay. She wouldn't go in the room, though, and um, she would cry. She just kept crying and crying. She would stay on the bed, and when I told the client, you know, she's just crying on the pillow. She goes, my pillow has been wet. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So... um, 
and I'm I'm like going really quick through these cases. There there was a lot of every case has amazing stuff. I mean, we'll get the stuff and then um, just the the whole like all these little pieces just come together in a big beautiful picture. Yeah. You know, we don't even always know we're getting this, this, and this, and we don't always know until the end. And right. It's like a reveal to us, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy yeah. cow. So um, this this lady, um, she really did like the lady that lived there, too. And that was one reason, I think, she didn't want to go at first. But the other part was she was just really in sadness so much she couldn't see out of it. That was her okay. reality. That was it, just being sad. Okay. Cheryl, ready? So we want you to be able to go and not be left here when she leaves. She'll be very, very happy to know that you moved on because she wants that for you. Tell her I love her. Like a friend? Yes, silly. She gets giggled. (laughs) 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 What are you thinking, Seth? (laughs) Everything's okay. She's going to go. I didn't mean to do it. I know. Goodbye. Okay, look at the MF thing. I wonder if I just need more batteries. I don't know. I got them. I can switch them. Okay, you're saying shit. Goodbye, and it quit. Yeah. It's not enough. <sighs> she went. Jeez, you scared me. Guy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, this is an incredible feeling. I mean, it just hit you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was hmm. Kristen. Yeah, so she went. Yeah. Yeah, and the EMS detector, it stopped. It was lit. It was lit, 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 and then yeah. it goes and it's down. Wow. That's cool. So, so I was going to say, Rick, did you still want to ask about the uh, about the process, or do you think you have an idea of it? I think that I actually I, I have a, I have an idea of it. But okay. I do have another question, though, and it's, it's one that I think it concerns uh, myself, and I know it concerns Karen. There are places that are um, well-known for being haunted. Um, oh, my gosh. I just typed to myself that I wanted to ask this question. So, you know what? Go right ahead. <laughs> no, it's Go right okay. Ahead. Are you sure? Okay. I don't, want, I don't want you to think I'm, like, like uh, you know, reading your no, brain or something. No, that's, that's really funny. I, seriously, it's, it, I just typed in the Skype window, reminder for myself, I want to ask about famous locations. Okay. Did you want to ask or... Well, our questions may be different. Mine is that you do this from such a place of compassion, and I know that I get invited to places that are famously haunted where they don't want their spirits crossed over, where that's what I want to do, so I just don't go to those places. So that's my question about it is what do you do? Is that yours, Rick? Yeah. Yeah, actually, it would have been worded differently, but it is the same exact question. I especially places <laughs> like um, especially places like the Velisca House um, in Iowa. I think that um, that is a place that may that needs somebody like you, Seth. These are the souls of children that you know experienced a horrific death, and yet they charge oodles of money for people to come in there and take their tours and talk to the kids rather than saying, hey, you know what, why don't you guys move along? What, what, you know, with, with Karen's question, what are your thoughts on that kind of thing? Well, we don't have to be there to help a spear cross either. Uh, if, um, or let them know that they can at least. So if it's their time, really, and we focused on it, um, we could communicate with the spirit and let them know that. It, it helps to be there sometimes because they're so focused, they're so earthbound that that's all they can see is what's around them, and it's hard for them to connect with a, you know, right. another 
being, but because we're still on the Earth level too, it's easier for them to, oh, okay, there's somebody talking to me right now, rather than a spirit guide who's on a different level um, of vibration so they can't see or hear them as well, if at all. Mm-hmm. So, okay. um, but but let's say somebody invited me and oh, by the way, you can't do what you do. I would, I do have a hard time with that. And mm-hmm. um, at first, it was a feeling of frustration. Like, yeah. how can you not see? <laughs> you know what I see, but not everybody does see. You know, I don't right. see what everybody else sees. So, um, right. or you know, I mean, we're we're like I said, we're all in a different place. So. How I handle that is, because um, we did have something like that at some point, and um, I just talked to the owner and let them know, this is what I'm experiencing, this exper- this spirit's experiencing. And then they were totally fine with it. It's like how you present it. And it, yeah. if, if they are just for money and they are just for that, there's nothing that can be done. But um, it's, it's not, they, how do I explain this? Because I don't want to come, because I don't go in places and just zap out spirits or anything like that. I right. don't have that yeah. ability. Yeah. I don't have that power. I And that's not how it works. That's just a, um, uh, what do you call something that's not true? <laughs> a fallacy. <laughs> not true. A straight yes. up lie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a fallacy. Well, yes. <laughs> it could be just the perception that people have of what we do, because I've have heard people think that that's what we do. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. So it's really important, you know, for when I do go to a place like that to let them know, oh, this is what I do, and I'm not, I just want you to know that if there's a problem, if I feel like the Spirit's ready, I'll let you know, you know, like that. Right. But I wouldn't want to enter if not even that was an option because it would be really hard for me. However, it's really not, they really don't need the permission of the people. I'm right. not doing a thing. The spirit is. <laughs> right. Well, they can so pick they it out of your know. brain just like you can pick it out of theirs. I mean, communication with a spirit is telepathic. So even if you're deliberately trying not to think, the spirit could cross over. They're they're gonna they can they can still sense that and get that even if you're not consciously doing it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't ever intentionally do that either. No. It's, it's more just like going in with an open mind, right? And just seeing sure. what happens. I mean, I can be spirits are all over the place, and I don't cross. Or, you know, I don't. I don't have yeah. the ability to cross them over, and I no, don't no. talk to every single one of them. Right. Hey, how you going? Good. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Okay. Move on. <laughs> right. Well, I. The reason that the question came to my mind is because there is actually a place where I feel that the spirits are in absolute agony there. Mm-hmm. They're reliving just horrible agony from their lives. And um, I was recently invited there, and it's a place I've been before, and I mean, so I've communicated with these spirits, and I, I get what kind of pain they're in. And somebody asked me to come up there, and I said, I, I can't do it because I don't know if I could help myself but have this conversation at this point. Well, so did I just, you let the person know that? Yeah. And they, do they understand um, what you understand, like how you see it? Yeah. But they make money off of it. Oh. Right. Yeah. And so it's I just... Isn't that frustrating? It's it is, but, but, but it's not my place. I mean, it, no. I, so I didn't yeah. go. But the thing is, realistically, I could sit here and have that conversation with those spirits from my house just as easily yeah. as I could at the That's location. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you really could. I mean, if it's meant to be that some, yeah, it's just going to happen for them. Yeah, you they're going to cross when they cross. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. 
So, um, yeah, just have, yeah, you could just put out that intent. Like, if, if that, because that's what I do. If I hear something like that, I just, I put that vibration, I, I think of the place, and I just put, you know, think of, throw out love or, or something so that, you know. Yeah. Because it, it isn't, it isn't really my place to do that everywhere. <laughs> um, but, like, as long as we just keep having a sense of ourselves, we'll know what our place is with everything. It's right. Kind of, we're, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, so, that is that is sad, um, though, on a human level. It is. It is much. sad. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I I can't really judge it because you know people do what they need to do, just like spirits mm-hmm. do what they need to do, and so I can't really judge it. But I do know that, um, and and it's a place that I get invited to fairly regularly by different people for different things, and I just I just won't go there now. Because I, I can't. I can't because I feel like I have to do something. Right. And, um, you know, that's not what they want. So um, I have a question from Frank in chat. Okay. He wants to know if any spirit has ever come back to thank you. Yes. I believe so. One one was I was at a, with Kristen, we were at a case and Jill, and there was a autistic boy which turned out to be a man. He was presenting mm. as a boy because that's where his mentality was rocking back and forth and grandma came and he said and it was so hard because i was trying to connect with him and his thoughts were scattered there was not complete sentences this is like how in the heck am i going to explain this <laughs> and then i got grandma so grandma comes over and he's like nanner and then he <laughs> walks with her <laughs> and then they go and he crosses and um then i got home and I sat on the bed for a minute, and I got up, and I come back, and my changes fell out. There was, I tried to redo this. I couldn't make it do it. It was two, like two quarters in a very exact same place, separate from each other, and three dimes and two nickels, like, stacked. It was amazing. I'm like, there's no way. I kept trying. I put it back in my pocket, sat down, put it, I couldn't get it back. And it just felt like when I touched it, it had this energy. It's a zzz, buzzing. And that, that's, um... Like psychometry, if you touch something after a spirit does, you could pick mm-hmm. that up, you could feel that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that's what it felt like, and I think that was him. Mm-hmm. And, and not too long ago, there was a guy's, uh, a, a lady's dad that crossed, and um, then, you know, we're done on the phone, and then I go outside and I see him, and he, he goes, I just want to shake your hand and say thank you. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> so I go along with it, because <laughs> it's an <laughs> experience, so. Cool. Yep, if other people could see what you saw, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody would want to, though. Because some of it's not the greatest things to see. No, <laughs> some of it is not. It. No, like, um, I don't have spirits. In my, I have a rule of not to have in my house. They could be on my porch if, if that's where they end up, you know, rather than inside. <laughs> so, um, sorry, i got to let my dog in the morning. Um, Oh, where was I? Oh, crap. I just lost my socks and my dog zapped me out of my thought. Well, dogs do that. Mine do it here all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't remember either. I'm sorry. I responded to somebody in chat and then... This is what happens when you start to get older, see, is that you can't hold a thought for more than a few minutes. I'm oh, well. All, I know a lot of mediums. I go through that, too, because so much is going on because we're so used to being in that realm. So, like, yeah. little changes can, like, zap us out of our thoughts, I think. That might yeah. be an excuse, but <laughs> I think it's there's some truth to it, because we're hooked up in that, 
a lot. I know a lot of mediums who who come across as very scattered. As a matter of fact, yeah. I can come across as very scattered. And I do think there is something there is something having to do with that. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right because that does scatter me. So you, we we mentioned that you actually do, or you mentioned that you actually also do readings with clients, right? And I don't intend it forever to be a crossing situation. Um, it just happens. This one lady came in, and there, and I was picking up a lot of this. So the whole story with everything that I got and that she confirmed turned out to be this this um, friend of hers was in drugs, and her um, that friend had another friend that shot her and so after the guy shot her he went to go pick up his her husband from work and then take him to get food and then take him to get a haircut and then take him back to see his dead wife and then killed him oh so this couple shows up and they're in sid and nancy they're like f you well f you too it's your fault no it's effing your fault and they're arguing in my my office. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so you know, we're talking about um, what was going on in the reality of everything, and um, they eventually let it go. They embraced and they crossed, and it was really cool too. Because when the lady crossed, she they go through this area in my room, in the wall, in a certain wall, and she, her she, her whole body went in, and her arm was still out. And as her arm is going into the wall, a necklace dropped. And it happened to be the the exact necklace, like, described it um, to the person. And she, you know, held it up out of her shirt and said, this one. That used to be hers. So it was really cool how it happened. (laughs) And then the lady, and I never thought about this before, like EVPs, because I'll I'll ask clients to bring in recorders because then they know I don't Mm. tamper with them. Yeah. like, this particular session was several EVPs of them saying F you to each other. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it just kind of happens. And then, you know, I say, well, you know, is it okay if we talk to them a little bit about, you know, and, and I explain it. And every all the clients have said, oh, yeah, because it's for them, too. It's, it's helping everybody heals. The, even the clients that are, you know, in our cases. Everybody right. heals. Right. Yeah. So I had an experience that I actually wanted to ask you about, and I know I was going to be talking to you soon, so I waited until I had you on the show. So I was up doing a walkthrough for some clients um, and sort of trying to get a read on their place. And um, the husband was really struggling. Um, one of the homeowners was really struggling with his father had died. And, and his father was there, but very, um, like, very soft, almost not... You know how sometimes they're really hard to hear? Mm-hmm. He was like that. He was very faint. And so I, I'm so stupid. I'm hit, There was an urn with the dad's ashes in it. I was like, can I touch this? And wow, he came through really strong after that, and I'm probably never going to do that again. Um, is that, I mean, is was there something about touching his remains that amplified that? And was that a stupid thing to do? Hmm. I never heard that. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think it was a stupid thing to do. Um, but I do think it could have amplified it, yeah. Oh, I mean, it was seriously the most loud and intense I've ever had after that. I mean, because wow. this guy was very, very quiet. And I touched those ass, ashes and... Boom. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. 
Yeah, so I just wondered if you'd ever done something like that or if you'd ever even heard of some, doing something like that. You know, I, I didn't even think about, like, touching the urn or something. Yeah. With this one case we had, I'm like, holy cow, these spirits. And she goes, oh, does it matter at all that I have my uncle, my grandma, my aunt, blah, 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 ashes all over here? I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah, look at <laughs> Well, they're with them. <laughs> they came with the ashes. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about touching it, though. Uh, well, I don't know why I did, because that's kind of the, what I got in my head was, you know, yeah. and so I was like, well, can I touch this? And, um, he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I picked it up and I held it and oh. holy cow. And I mean, just, it exhausted me because it was so strong where, you know, I usually have pretty good, I have much better control than when you met me cowering in the room. And so I usually have pretty good control over that, that type of thing now. And this was back to, like, the early days where I had no control over anything. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Live and learn. Yeah. That's uh, the first I, I heard of that, but it does make sense. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can imagine that, you know, don't touch my stuff now. Oh, no, he was fine. I mean, he was. Yeah. He, he just came through really well. And it was, it was perfect because it was what his son needed to hear was very cathartic for his son, which is exactly what needed to happen. It was the perfect situation, but I was a little surprised at the intensity of it. Because I thought it would be like, sometimes I can like hold somebody's watch or a piece of their jewelry or something and, and get, or even like take somebody's hand, things like that, and get a little more. But it was nothing like with these ashes, boy. Mm. So, Yeah. Anyway, that was an experience. Well, that's, that's cool, though, because some things will come through where you'll just get it to do something, and it'll turn out where it'll just change it or make it more intense, like you said. So sounds like you're doing really great with um, keeping open to that. Well, I'm trying, you know. Yeah. And, well, and that's the other thing I wanted to ask, because after that, um, I was exhausted. Okay. And I actually thought of you because I thought, God, Seth does this, like, he does this for a living. He does this all the time. How do you not give up all of your energy to it so that you're not depleted? And I think I've figured it out for myself since that day, but okay. I would like to hear how you do it. Okay, you're going to share with me how you do it too, right? Well, yeah, when you're done, I'll tell you exactly how I do it. Okay, <laughs> okay it, it took me, it's still... Um, I'm still not perfect at it because mm -hmm. I'm a huge it, um, empath is the biggest clear that I have. They're the strongest. Yeah, yeah mine too. So, yeah. yeah, and that makes it so we use we're like open. Our solar plexus is like a huge open mm -hmm. cavern or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, we just intensely feel any emotion we um, or, or anything we focus on. Right. So um, it is important to. Uh, learn how to not have to have it way, way open. It is possible to still get everything that we need to get without being extremely, like, feeling every single thing. Yeah. So that mm -hmm. takes practice, um, you know, honing it in, um, reining it in a little bit. Right. Like, okay, I feel enough. Now I'm going to, you know, block and right. um, light switch. Like, And then having off times is important. Let, turn off the light switch, closing the door, whatever we need to do. Right. Because we were also having had this experience um, called humanism or human <laughs> being, being human. people, yes, yeah, being people and and doing what we got to do to get through the day, right? 
Um, so the balance is, um, and I still struggle every once in a while, but it, but I but I know that um, there are things that we can um, do as far as like grounding and centering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is very important, and, and just pretty much um, keep ourselves in check with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, and I use I use volume switches in my head. Me, one labeled. There you go. Yeah, one labeled me and one labeled everybody else. But so what I figured out, and it was so simple, and I actually came home and I meditated on it because, and and I get a lot of really good answers usually when I don't fall asleep when I'm meditating. You know, when I actually stay awake through through the meditation, sometimes I get some really (laughs) great stuff. And this one, I happened to stay awake, and um, the answer that I got was your energy is drained because you believe your energy is going to be drained. Your energy is drained because you believe that this is work. Oh, wow. Your energy is drained because you're inserting yourself into the equation instead of being the conduit that it comes through. And if you take yourself out of the equation and just act as a pure conduit, then you don't have that energy drain. Perfect. Yeah, I know. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Very so good. so and I've 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 kept that in mind on the last couple of things that I've done and I have come out of it feeling much better. Excellent. Hmm. I like the way you put that. Yeah. So, well, you know, ego the ego is strong with this one. And um I have to remember to set myself aside. Um so Jenny wants to know that that does that does help um in in yeah. what I do too to to remember I'm not doing it I'm just I'm just yeah. saying what I feel what yeah. I get Yep exactly it's not me Stepping it's back and no, it's, it's, it's not us it's not me it's somebody else So Jenny wants to know do you need personal items from the people who pass when you do a reading No I don't it's fun if they want to bring something in we can give it a mm-hmm. shot but I just connect with them directly Mhm um, How do you know they're there object. It can. It's it's like it's like another person walking in. If if I'm looking at a wall and my eyes are closed and I'm not listening to anything, um, and, you know my I, my ears are plugged up. You can still feel somebody else in the room, mm-hmm. right? Most mm-hmm. all of us can. It's right. the same thing. It's the same kind of different. It's the same energy. We know it's not our energy. We know it's something with us. Okay. Okay. And then then you just kind of go from there, connecting with. Um, the, everything that goes with it, the gender, the, you know, possibly the name, the, um, what they did, what they're doing there, just all the stuff kind of unravel, unravels. Right. Connect. Okay. So how I did you start get, with an emotion? How did you get to a place in doing private readings where you started to just say what you saw and experienced and didn't worry about whether you were right or not? Because I think that's something a lot of mediums struggle with. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it took many, many years of practice and going back and checking facts. Uh-huh. Because, um, that was really, that's important. So we, because there could be, you know, some, I have met people that are getting things that I just don't, I can't confirm and I, and I, I don't get so um, I can't say that they're right or wrong. I just don't get what they're getting. I don't know exactly how they're seeing that. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it might be the same with me to somebody else. So it, you know, and then so there are, are going to be things you won't be able to confirm. But um, you'll get into a place where you'll just feel it, like something is to this, 
the things that keep coming back over and over, the returning returning information, like the name Sally, 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 or something. Yeah. Or, um, mm-hmm. th- that stuff you just know that that the insistent you, information you can't. Yeah, and like yeah. you're 100% sure in yourself. Um, and there's a lot of times um, I'll have readings like I'm I'm a I'll get it later kind of guy a lot because I'll get a lot of stuff that they you know wow this has been a great reading but then they'll also call me and say holy cow now I know what that number thirty four was or now I know yeah Uncle Larry did commit suicide I had to ask my mom you know hanging himself in the garage um, so um, <laughs> I did it again what was your original question. How do you? Um, How do you learn to trust yourself? Trust. And again, well, no. What you have to do is you have to take yourself. How do you learn to take yourself out of the equation when you're doing a reading, so that you're just relaying information? How do you differentiate the information that's you know maybe in your head versus the psychic information? If you do a story in your head, you make up a story. Um, pay attention to where that comes from. For me, it, it, it's on the left side of my brain. I can feel myself working. Okay, this. I'm going to put this person in my story, and they're going to wear this, and they're going to be like this. Um, the psychic information, you're not doing a thing. You're in a roller coaster with your arms up. Yeah. <laughs> just riding mm-hmm. along. And yeah, I call it a download. Just... Yeah, I get exactly. download. Like a, It's a download. of It's like one minute I know nothing, and the next minute yeah. I know all sorts of weird stuff. Yes. And the weirder it is, the more on it usually is. That's what I... That's what... I hear people say, and I certainly yeah. have found that from time to time, too, where, I mean, it's just something, and, and you don't want to say it, because no, it sounds know, so but, stupid. Yeah, like this one case, I kept seeing a, a skeleton, a lady, a naked lady with mud, and a blue boat, and, and I almost <laughs> didn't say it, and Kristen, I, Kristen was there at the case, I'm like, I'm not going to say this, and she goes, no, just say it. This is like okay, a dirty joke so I, to me. Yeah, I know. And I told the guy, and, and the guy's still our friend. He's so awesome. And uh, he looked at me, and his jaw dropped, and he goes, come here. So we all followed him through the backyard, and he pulls out you know, a naked lady, and there's all kind of mud on it, and a skeleton on the other side. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. So it was good. I, it's a good thing I said something. <laughs> yeah, I had one where I was, um, and this was where I learned the lesson that you just have to say, is that I was, uh, her brother was talking to me, her her dead brother. And I kept wanting to call his mustache a porn stash, but I didn't want to insult. I didn't want to insult him or her. You know, I didn't want her to say, "Oh my God, that's my dead brother." How could you say? And finally, I said, "I said I've just got to say this." He keeps telling me his mustache is a porn stash, and she started laughing. And she said, "She said that's because he used to tell me if he had as much hair as, on his face as I did on my head, he'd have a real porn stash." I mean, and I'm all worried that I'm going to wow. insult her, and it's this porn stash thing. <laughs> oh, that's so cool that you took a risk because that's oh. what we do every single time. We're taking a risk. <laughs> yeah, because you say some really—not you personally, but sometimes you, you get some really stupid stuff in your mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that kayak's like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, and then then he wanted to get rid of it because he was afraid it was cursed. I'm like, no, 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 that's not why I got it. <laughs> no. I, just, I just I got it for an identifier because it's important that they know that we're real. Yeah, so that they know yeah. that you know they can trust us and that that we're we're um, there's something to it. Yeah, that you're not being a, a, you know, that you're not just taking them for a ride. There are people that do that in, in mm-hmm. our profession. 
there are people that do that, and there's some. I, I I have a hunch some very famous people who do that, and that's a shame. Yeah. But you know what I tell people is just because somebody else may have been a fake doesn't mean that everybody's a fake. It, you know, it doesn't it doesn't follow that way. Right. So, and I I can verify you're the real deal, Seth. Well, thank you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So we have arrived, Seth. It is time for Shameless Self-Promotion Corner. And I'm the one without the theme music. I don't get theme music, but you're working mm-hmm. on it. We're going to, and maybe, maybe by the it. next, we'll have you on again and we'll do it again. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. So go ahead. What would you, how can people find Seth Michael? Okay. Um, first of all, I want to say that you, if you want to meet me in person, you can go to the OGC, Oregon Ghost Conference Pioneer Center on the 10th, 11th, and 12th. I'm putting the um, website in there. And then mine is sethmichael.wix.com. This is website, sethmichael.wix.com. Wix, W-I-X. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, dot com slash sethmichael. I'll put it, or I'll put it in here. Um, I'm on Facebook. and That's the easiest. It's, Seth, Michael, psychic, uh, spiritual. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I'm trying to go do three things at once. Okay, Facebook, Seth Michael, psychic medium, spiritual advisor. I'm on there. Okay. So that's that's a great way to get a hold of me. I put my website on there, but it's I'll say it one more time: sethmichael.wix.com backslash Seth Michael. Well, and you're forgetting something. Into the light. There you go. <laughs> Into the light with Seth Michael. <laughs> um, every Tuesday night, I have this. Um, I do this show where we have different guests, and sometimes I'll just do my own topic. It's about it's about just um, reaching out and bringing more education out there, and letting people know that they're not alone. That a lot of people have what they have, and the people that want to learn more about it, they can. So it's a big educational kind of, um, it's an educational intent. Great. You know. okay. And it's, it's on, is it on Blog Talk Radio? Yes. Um, if you just search Mystic Light and Shadows, we have a lot of different shows on there and mine's on there. And okay. We just started, okay. I'm helping a new one, Spirited Conversations. Same kind of thing. Like the next one we have, Direct Voice Mediumship. So check that out. Cool. All yeah. right. Seth? I hope that I will be down at the Oregon Ghost Conference, and um, you know, hopefully, I won't be cowering in a back room where you can come rescue me. <laughs> no, you're 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 different now. You know how to block and shield and all that stuff. So you're awesome. things have changed a little in the last yeah. three years, and 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 you were part of that. So I, I thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, so Seth, I hope that you'll come back and talk to us again. I'd love to. Thank you, Rick and Cheryl yeah. and Karen. Thank you. It was a fascinating right. conversation. Have a, have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye, Seth. All right. Bye. Bye, listeners. <laughs> All right. There he goes, everybody. Seth Michael. Uh, check out his show, Into the Light with Seth Michael. It's on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I believe Tuesday nights. Oh, shoot. He didn't give us a time, but Kristen, maybe you can put in chat what the time is and we'll we'll get that back. We'll get that out to you in just a minute because we're on a little bit of a time delay. So, Cheryl, next week we're talking to somebody in Rick's neck of the woods. Is that what I hear? Next week, April 10th, 2014, we're talking to David Scott. He's the lead investigator of Illinois Paranormal Research Association, otherwise known as IPRA Strong. 
Okay, and the following week we'll be talking to Ben Robison. Yes. And he is uh, out of a little investigation group down in Oregon, and you'll enjoy him as well at 7 p.m. Tuesday nights. So, um, anyway, oh, sorry, I got a text. I was reading that. Um, I can take care of that. See, medium, <laughs> psychic mediums totally scattered. Something something takes our attention. Squirrel, we're I was gone. like, what's 7 p.m.? <laughs> it's shiny. Uh, Seth, Seth's, Seth's show, show. is okay. 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. Thank you. On Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Into the Light with Seth Michael. And uh, he has a great show. I've been on the show as a guest. And, you know, you heard him. He's a really personable guy. Um, yes. So starting in May, things are going to be a little different around here. They are. Yeah. Yes. So... Because what we've decided to do is we thought that we were sh- we were hogging the whole two hours. And we felt bad about that because our good friend Chucky G was shoved into just a little one-hour time slot. And he deserves and so much more. He deserves so much more than that. So we have expanded Chuck's time slot and narrowed ours just a bit. So we're each going to have an hour and a half. So starting May 1st, what you'll find is with Paranormal Underground Radio, we're going to go from 6 to 7.30 Pacific. And Chuck will pick up with In the Dark Radio from 7.30 Pacific to 9 Pacific. Other times in other states. But I'm in the Pacific time zone. So Yes, but, yes, but the host is in the central time zone. He is in the flyover state. <laughs> you are the co-host. Don't be getting your britches too big, there, Mister oh, Rick. Right. Yep. No. Nope. The you're host. Absolutely right. You hear? Him? You hear who he thinks no, he is? No. 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 <laughs> oh, you meant Chuck. 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 Yes. Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck G. Yes. Uh, and of course, Chucky G's coming on after us tonight. And who does he have on tonight? He has on Luke Millet, who has been on our show to talk about yeah. the ghost tapes. There you go. Luke Millet, ghost tapes uh, with. Chuck a G <laughs> in just about twelve minutes. Ch- you know what? It almost sounds like you're saying Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. G. St- doesn't it sound like Chuck E. Cheese, Cheryl? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Well, I'm very sorry. Apparently my <laughs> diction is not as clear as it should be. I'm going to need to go back to news anchor school to make sure that I talk correctly. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, Rick, yes. did Seth change your mind about anything, open your mind about anything, or are you pretty well, much where you were when you started or Well, my my mind is open to the yes. you know, to the possibility of it. Yes. However, I, I I have been a part of well, think I think that I have been a part of crossing over before. But it's just that there's just no, you know, it's like, okay, you can say that this person is gone. I mean, first off, I know that there's a spirit there because either I've seen it or I've felt it or I've caught something that would make me believe that there was a, you know, a, um, a, di- a discarnate individual in there. But to say that they're gone, I don't know. I mean, I need to see something, you know, maybe go back for another investigation I don't know. I'm just just on the fence with it, but maybe no, my it. mind will change. I I've experienced them going, and so you know, I I can no longer doubt, nor do I want to. Hey, I just remembered another little piece of business that we forgot to mention. Okay. Um, 
is it next week, Cheryl, that's premiere week here on the Hazy Radio Network? Ooh, you'd think I'd know that. I think it is. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to have to go on Facebook. Rick, talk about something while I go look on Facebook. Um, uh-oh, Facebook time. She could be there for hours. You ever no, notice no, that about- no, here we go. Wait, oh, okay. way to go. Okay, with all the new shows coming on to Hazy, first and second week of April, this is Hazy... Oh, it's Sunday, April 6th is the start of it. Ooh. So starting Sunday, you guys, it is next week. Hazy premiere week. A lot of great new shows. Um, We urge you to check out the shows on the network because Hazy is a fabulous network. Yes, it is. It has a lot of great shows on it. Yeah, Yeah. including us and Chuck E. G. Chuck E. G. Still said Chuck E. Cheese. Did it still sound like Chuck E. Cheese to you? No, no. It, it was. It was. No, I was just joking. But yeah, no. It, it's. It, it definitely sounds like Chuck E. G. Chuck E. G. There was that more news anchor. Well, all right. We'll be right back with Chuck E. G. That, <laughs> that was like way G's. more yeah, news that was, that was anchorish. Cool. Very was, good. Was that newscasterish? Yes. Yeah, that Should was kind I of Ron Burgundy. Yep. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I never said I'd be a good. I never said I'd be a good newscaster. Let's be honest about this. Okay, so Cheryl, do we have a magazine coming out very shortly? Very, very shortly. Our web version of the magazine will be out this weekend. You can find that at paranormalunderground.net. The interactive version will be out about mid-month, and you can find that on the Apple Newsstand and on Google Play apps. And um, the difference is the interactive version also comes with videos and links. So there's a few extras in the interactive version that uh, we put in there, and it's loads of fun. So check that out if, if you can. If you just want a PDF of the magazine, go ahead and go to our website. Any, any articles that you'd like to mention that are in there real quick? Yeah, yeah. Um, we okay. have a uh, little preview. Little preview. We have Rick's article on the Mantino State Hospital, very haunted, apparently. Mm-hmm. Very mm. haunted. Yeah. So check that out. We have Karen's article on the top ten. Oh my gosh, I just forgot the title. Leave Isn't it, it the top ten ways? Uh, it's it's exercises you can do to work with energy, psychic, or psychic energy, energy. Right? Yes, that is it. Yeah. Um, check that out because. I really want to try some of those things, and especially dealing with how you talk about chakra exercises. I've always wanted to try it. Spin your chakras. Never have, but would love to. Um, I spin my chakras every day. Do you? Oh, cool. Yeah. uh Okay. Got to try that. We feature, um, there's uh, this uh, site in Australia called Westall. Westall? I don't know how if I'm pronouncing it right, but it was way back in 1966, but it's an infamous UFO incident location and it's quite nice. intriguing so mm. even still today there's questions about this incident that that have remained unanswered we profile kevin and randy from uh down south paranormal research in new orleans and you might also know them from the the sci-fi tv show deep south paranormal oh we so. have them on the show yes we did yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. And yeah. then, um, let's see, what else? Do you, you might be interested in our special report this month. Um, Patricia Brooks, who was also on our show a, while, a little while back, not too long ago, but she let us um, run one of her articles. It's called Understanding Animal Totems, Find Your Connection. 
Oh, nice. Yep. She was the animal intuitive. The yes, fuck. she was. Yeah, I liked her. Yeah, really interesting stuff there. Uh, Jackie Chin shares um, how to pick your pendulum. So if you're into gem- gemstones and and all those cool crystals and stuff like that, and you want to get a pendulum, check that article out. So uh, Chucky G talks about imaginary friends or not, and I think it's really interesting oh. because... You know, obviously Chuck is talking about the paranormal implications of imaginary well, friends. Well, talking about his yeah. imaginary mm-hmm. friends when he was a kid. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and it's yeah. funny because we had a new member on our forum at paranormalunderground.net write about his sister's child's imaginary friend who turned out actually to be a relative of the family. Oh, no. It was proven just, to be a relative. Can I just interrupt you for a minute? Yes. Wouldn't you listeners like to participate in conversations like this? If you go to the forums at Paranormal Underground Net, you can. All right, go yes. on. Yes, thank you for that plug. It's really cool because mm-hmm. I asked um, this person on the forum if I could run the story because I, I found it just just really mind-blowing. And they kindly said yes, so we're going we're gonna to run that story in the magazine. Sweet. You can, uh, yeah, check that yes. out. It's called Aunt Marie, the Good Ghost. All right. And uh, there's, there's many other things. Um, Melinda talks about meditation gardens which I found fascinating mm. um, and uh, Jack Kenna who writes our equipment update most most months he did a guest editorial on angels and I felt his perspective was quite intriguing very thought-provoking uh, I, I would recommend that as well very good. Well, I would recommend the whole magazine. It's just yeah. filled with great stuff. It'll be out in the next couple of days. Keep your eye on Paranormal Underground's Facebook page, and um, you know we'll announce it when it comes out. Also, this yep. show will come out in podcast in a few wait- days, yep. and you can keep your eye on Paranormal Underground's Facebook page for that as well. Please you do. Know, that would be Facebook, awesome. Facebook, Twitter, those are the places to go to find out more yeah. about what's going on here. At, you know, the world's best paranormal magazine and radio show. Woo! <laughs> Damn straight. That's right. You know okay, it. so do we have anything else or have we done all our business? We've, we've done all our business. I just want to um, let everybody know that if they have any guest ideas for the radio show, please write editor at paranormalunderground.net and we'll try and get them on the show. Yeah, or if you think you'd make a good guest. Exactly. Recommend yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? We're we're good with that too. We are most certainly. We're really pretty easy going here. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks again to Seth Michael for coming on. Um, Check out his. Check out White Light Paranormal. Check out Seth's Facebook page. Um, They're a great team, and so that was a really enjoyable conversation. Uh, Next week we'll be back. We'll be chatting up somebody from rick's neck of the woods talking some ghosts and stuff like we do every week right mm-hmm. and sure. um i think that's pretty much all i have to say except for come back next week 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern other times in the flyover th- states thank you for listening to paranormal underground radio on the hazy radio network you all have a great night have a good night good night if you'd like to be a guest on paranormal underground radio email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at ParanormalUnderground.net. Please join us next week for Paranormal Underground Radio on the Hazy Radio Network.